This is Lipstick and Lineups, a beginner's guide for fantasy football just for women. Hey y'all, welcome to Lipstick and Lineups. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to be helping you through your fantasy football season this year. So today I'm going to help you tackle this question. I've drafted, now what? So now we get into the weekly part of fantasy football. We've done our draft, which is just a one-time-a-season thing. And now we're going to get into the week-to-week process of playing fantasy football. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to set our lineups. And what setting your lineups basically means is choosing the players from your team that you think are going to score you the most points this week. Now, you may have anywhere from 15 to 20 to some leagues even 30 players on your team. Most of you, it's going to be in the 15 to 18 range. You're only going to play around 10 of those players, leaving about 6 on a bench. Now, the players on your bench are still on your team. However, any points they score in a week do not count towards your total. They have to be starting, they have to be in your starting lineup in order for those points to count for you. So starting your lineup is really just looking at all your available players and deciding which ones are going to give you the best chance to win. The easiest way to do this is to open your team and open your lineup and go to where it says my team or my roster and look at your roster, and I always go position by position. That's the easiest way to do it. You just start at the top, which is usually the quarterback, and work your way down. So let's take a look at the quarterback position. It may be the case that you only have one quarterback, so unless you're going to add a free agent, which we'll talk about in a minute, you're going to be stuck playing that guy. Most of you will probably have two quarterbacks, however. So I'll use one of my lineups as an example. I have Philip Rivers, and Matthew Stafford is my quarterbacks. Now, at the moment, Philip Rivers is listed as my starter, and Matthew Stafford is on my bench. For week one, they're projected to get 19 points and 18 points, respectively. That's pretty close, so either one I play is probably going to be just fine. You may run into a situation where one of your players is projected to get a much higher score than the other one. That's generally the player you want to start, unless... As the season goes along, we may discover things like maybe Cincinnati's defense is terrible. I don't know that I'm just using them as an example, but let's say that and you have a quarterback that's projected 18 points and another one that's projected 19, but your 18-point guy is playing Cincinnati. You may want to go ahead and play him after you've figured out that Cincinnati is this terrible defense. Now, obviously, that is just a scenario. We don't know which defenses are good and bad yet this season. We can kind of predict it. But because the season hasn't started, we're not really sure. So for the first week and for a beginner, it's helpful to go with the projected points that Yahoo or ESPN or whatever your platform is giving you. Since I'm going to decide to go with Philip Rivers and he's already starting in my league, I don't have to do anything. However, if he was on my bench, there's an easy way to switch your players. It's similar in Yahoo and in ESPN and in the NFL leagues, anywhere you play. There's going to be a way to move your players. Now, for the most part, it's clicking on the position next to them, or in ESPN, it actually says the word move, and then it gives you the options of where they can be moved. So if Philip Rivers were on my bench and Matthew Stafford were starting, I would click the QB next to Philip Rivers, and then click the BN or bench next to Matthew Stafford, and they would swap places, putting Matthew Stafford in my starting position and Philip Rivers on my bench. That's not going to happen. I'm going to leave Philip Rivers where he is. 
And so you'll always know your players that are starting versus your players that are not by an indication next to them that will say either BN or bench. They may even be a slightly different color. Like the top section, the starters are in a light gray and your bench players are in a dark gray. Just so that you know that these players are not playing this week. So then once my quarterback is set, I move down to the next position. On Yahoo, that's wide receiver. Another league, it might be a running back. Either way, you're going to repeat the process, looking at your available players. So those are the players on your team and their projected points. Right now, my two wide receivers that are starting are projected to get two of the highest point totals of my wide receivers. So I'm going to leave them where they are. So I will repeat this step with running back and then tight end. Now we come to the flex position. Now that can be a kind of confusing thing if you've never done fantasy football before. Think of the flex position as kind of your any offensive player that's not a quarterback spot. So what flex allows you to do, and not all leagues have a flex, but if you do, it could be wide receiver running back. It could be wide receiver running back tight end. I've even seen ones that are just wide receiver tight end. So depending on what players you're allowed to put there, it allows you kind of some wiggle room. So let's say this week I have three running backs that are going to do awesome and only two wide receivers. I only have two running back spots, but with my flex spot, I can play that third running back in the flex. And maybe next week I have two really good running backs and three wide receivers. In this case, I'll swap out my running back in the flex spot and put the wide receiver. So on your league, this spot may say WRT, WR, WT, or it might even just say the word flex. Now, how I use my flex spot is for my players who are maybe questionable or I'm not 100% sold on playing this week. Well, how do I know a player is injured? They're usually going to tell me. Depending on the platform, it might be a letter or a word. So it might say Q or questionable, which means a player is likely to play but something has happened to them. It might say D or doubtful, which means a player is very unlikely to participate in a game. Players who are doubtful should not be starting in your lineup unless you are desperate. It could also say O for out. In this case, that means the player is hurt or something has happened and they are not playing this week. So you should not start them on your fantasy team. Now, the big ones to watch out for are the S, or suspended, and IR, or injured reserve. Now, suspended means a player could be out anywhere from one to four to six weeks, depending on their suspension. This does not mean that they're not going to be a valuable player or that you shouldn't maybe pick them up and put them on your bench, but it does mean that for some duration of time, they will not be playing or getting you any fantasy points. So you have to kind of weigh that in the balance when you're thinking about picking one of those players up. Injured reserve means that this player is so hurt that they are not going to play this season at all. Or they've been playing and now they're done for the year. A player on injured reserve is done and you need to drop them from your fantasy league immediately. Unless it's a keeper league and that's a whole other kettle of fish that we're not going to discuss here. So let's recap. Q, questionable probably going to play, but might not, so keep an eye on it. D, doubtful, probably not going to play, still keep an eye on it, but don't count on it. IR, injured reserve, done. They're out for the year, get rid of them. O, out, this means a player is out for that particular week. 
You want to keep an eye on this because sometimes injuries are only a week and sometimes an injury can take a lot longer to heal. So if it's been a couple weeks and your player is still out and there's no report of them getting better, you may want to drop them. So let me finish up on the flex position and then I'll talk about adding and dropping in free agents. So my flex position is generally where I put my injured players or my players who are questionable or players who I'm on the fence on. So in this case, I have Doug Baldwin on my team. Doug Baldwin is listed as questionable. The reports aren't very favorable. However, out of all my players, he's got the best chance to score me the most points, I believe. However, I'm going to put him in my flex spot because that way I have the option of changing him out for another player, and it could be a running back or a tight end or another wide receiver. If Doug Baldwin was in my wide receiver spot and I decided to change him out, I could only change him with another wide receiver. So the beauty of the flex is it does allow you some room to switch out players with different positions. So now let's talk adding, dropping, and free agents. So a free agent is a player who is not owned by any team in your league. These are players who can be picked up and added to your team at any time, with a few exceptions. So a full-on free agent can be added to your team. However, you only have a limited number of roster spots. So it is very likely that if you add a player, you must also then drop a player. Once you have dropped a player, you are not guaranteed to get them back on your team and you will have to go through the same process that you did to add a player. Now, in most cases and on most platforms, there is a section where it says players and available players. And usually you can sort these players by projected points, positions, NFL teams, any way you want. I like to sort the players by projected point and then look at particular positions that I'm looking for. Let's go with my Doug Baldwin example. He's hurt. He's projected to get around 11 points. So I'm going to go ahead and check and see if there's a free agent who's going to do significantly better than him available. So what I would do is I'd go to my players. I would set it to projected week one because I'm not worried about what they did last year. I'm looking for week one or this one particular week. And then I'm going to go ahead and choose the position of wide receiver running back tight end. I'm going to choose the flex position because I can pick up any of those positions to replace Doug Baldwin. He's not one of my starting wide receivers. He's in my flex. Looking at the available players, there's no one I'm particularly liking any more than Doug Baldwin right now. So he's probably going to go ahead and stay on my team. However, if I did like a player better than him, I could click the usually a green plus sign or the add add button next to that player's name. And then it will give me the option of dropping a player. It will tell me I have to drop a player because I don't have room on my roster. Just remember, just because you drafted this team does not mean it has to look the same way every week. If a player gets hurt or is not doing well, or it's their bye week and it's a kicker and you just need to get rid of them and get a different kicker, drop an ad as you see fit. I've won making 127 transactions. I've won making 10 transactions. It just depends on the season and who gets injured and what players you ended up getting. Now, what happens when you drop a player? When you drop a player, it goes into a sort of waiting room. We call this the waiver wire. In this case, the player is in a waiting room and all the other teams are outside like at a deli and they've all got numbers. 
let's say numbers three, seven, and eight all want this player that you've put in the waiting room. Well, the waiver order is just predetermined and whoever is the highest on the waiver order, they're the ones who get the first dibs at this player. So let's say number one doesn't want him, number two doesn't want him, number three does. They're gonna be the one to get him even though number seven and eight also want him. So this is just for a couple of days right after you initially drop a player. And so it'll say usually free agent waiver or on Yahoo it says FA and then in parentheses it has a little W and that lets you know that you can add this player but you might not get them. Now, just because a player is questionable does not mean you automatically drop them. In my case, if Doug Baldwin, who is questionable, got hurt more in practice, but it wasn't really serious, I might just put him on the bench for a couple of weeks until he gets better because he's a valuable player to me. And I think he will continue to have value even though he'll be out for a couple of weeks. In the meantime, I will play another person in my flex spot or in the wide receiver spot while I wait for him to heal but it does just depend on the player, the situation, the injury, and how you feel they're gonna be. So if a player has a shoulder tear and they're a quarterback, this is a little concerning. Look at it this way. There's all kinds of injuries. There's shoulder injuries, blown ACLs, sprained ankles, broken fingers, all kinds of things. Now a player with a sprained ankle is going to recover a lot faster than a player with a separated shoulder or broken finger depending on the position and the location of the finger. So if a player sprains their ankle, I'm not gonna automatically drop them just because they're injured, especially if they're projected to be a good fantasy player or they've already proven that they're a valuable fantasy player. I'm gonna stick them on the bench for a couple of weeks until they're back to playing. Now, if a player has an injury that's going to keep them out a six to eight week time minimum, that's when you want to think about getting rid of them because at this point they're not going to do you much good and they're not going to bounce back fast enough to really have an impact on your fantasy season. So how do you make these these decisions? How do you know what their injury is? Most fantasy platforms are going to have some sort of news and notes section right next to the player's name. On Yahoo, it's a little yellow box that kind of looks like a page. On ESPN, it's similar. It's a white page with the corner turned down. And when you click on it, it gives you stats and information and news on that particular player. Generally, it will also have advice on whether to sit the player or start them based on their injury or news coming out of practice or the team they're playing against. Now, as we're only coming up on week one, there's not that much information on the defenses and how teams are actually going to look because we don't know yet. But as the season goes on, these little boxes, these little news and notes sections are going to become very useful. So now you know what to look for and where to look, but when do you look? Well, with fantasy football, the minimum days you have to look is Wednesday and Saturday. I find it best to do a Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday approach, and maybe even a little bit Monday, depending on who's playing and when. But if you only can devote two days to looking, and it's not very long, it doesn't take very long to do, but if you can only devote two days, I would say Wednesday and Saturday, because there's always a game on Thursday night and most of the games are gonna be on Sunday. So if you look at your lineup on Wednesday to make sure that any of your Thursday night players are playing or are sitting based on how they're projected to do, then you're all set. 
It's terrible when you forget to move a Thursday night player and you forget until after the game starts. And once a game is started, you cannot move that player from wherever they are. They are locked in position. So you want to make sure you check your players before each game. So if you check Wednesday and Saturday, you should be good to go. So that's the gist of setting up your lineup for week one. You don't have a lot of injuries to worry about because right now they're just practicing. There's no games yet. The games don't start till Thursday. So we don't have to check the NFL injury report for any new injuries that came up at a game. However, it's not a bad idea to take a look at your team a couple of times throughout the week just to make sure that no one's gotten injured in practice that you are starting and that you maybe don't want to start now because now they're out or they're questionable or their points projection has dropped significantly. Okay, so we've set our lineup. We've checked around to see if we want any free agents if we had an injury since we drafted, and we're ready to go. Now is the actual gameplay part. This is the fun part. So when you log into your app, you can pull up your matchup, and that's your head-to-head game for that week. Basically, it's your team that you've set up versus another player's team that they've set up. You may be projected to win. You may be projected to lose. Just remember, there's a reason they say any given Sunday when regards to football because anything can happen, and often does. Now, when I'm watching the games, I usually like to have my fantasy team pulled up on my iPad or my phone so I can check in and see how they're doing, and especially at the beginning of the year when I maybe don't remember who I have on my roster or this particular roster if you're fielding multiple teams, as I usually do. Um, So I like to have them open so that I can kind of monitor and see how my teams are doing. Now you'll watch as your fantasy team scores points or loses points depending on what happens. So now you know the answer to the question I've drafted. So now what? You're going to set your lineup. You're going to look for free agents if for some reason the injury bug has bitten your team. And we know how to tell if that player is injured and where to look for more information. We learn the terms questionable, doubtful, injured reserve, suspended, and out. So now we're fully prepared to start our fantasy football season. The first game is Thursday night, and it's the Falcons versus the Eagles. So if you have any players on those teams, you need to make sure they're set before 8 o'clock on Thursday. Now the 1 o'clock games on Sunday are the Bengals and the Colts, the Bills and the Ravens, the Buccaneers and the Saints, the Texans and the Patriots, the 49ers and the Vikings, the Titans and the Dolphins, the Jaguars and the Giants, the Steelers and the Browns. The four o'clock or sometimes 425 games are the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Cowboys and the Panthers, the Redskins and the Cardinals, the Seahawks and the Broncos. The Sunday night game is the Bears and the Packers. Now, because it is opening weekend, there are two Monday night games. This is unusual as most of the time there will be one Monday night game that starts around 8.30. However, because it is opening weekend of the NFL season, there are two. The first game, the Jets and the Lions, starts at 7-10, and the second game, the Rams and the Raiders, starts at 10-20. The important thing to note, though, is that if you have players on the Jets and the Lions, you need to make sure they're set by 7 o'clock on Monday. This is unusual, as most of the time it will be around 8 to 8.30 on Mondays that you have to have your lineup set. This is rare, and it is actually the only time this season that there will be a Monday night doubleheader. Every other week will just be one game. And so it will start later than 7 o'clock. And remember, 
Once a player's game starts, you cannot move them from whatever spot they happen to be in. So, now you know, and you're ready to start week one of fantasy football. That's it for today's episode. Check back next week as we will tackle any injuries that cropped up during week one, setting our lineups for week two, and learn a little bit more fantasy football vocabulary. Thank you for listening to Lipstick and Lineups. I'll see you next week.